0: bibles to proverbs 31 we're finishing today uh, our proverbs series and i have just thoroughly enjoyed being in proverbs i hope you have as well i didn't hear a collective sigh as i was announcing we're ending it Uh, but i won't read much into that providentially god has us here to talk about valor this morning and about courage and about strength and how to live life with excellence and it certainly is a message that ought to be proclaimed today you know throughout the book of Proverbs Solomon has been instructing his son Rehoboam about wisdom and in the instruction he is personifying wisdom as a lady and he's telling his son to be in relationship with this woman wisdom and uh, wisdom is this female personified individual that is calling out even to the son but Solomon is also telling his son to be careful not to be engaged in a relationship with the woman folly uh, for her lips might seem to be dripping honey but in fact they are poisonous they are venomous and so he is helping his son to recognize what is wisdom and what is folly and how do you walk in the way of wisdom rather than folly i find it interesting that at the end of the book in chapter 31 solomon actually sees who wisdom is as a female and it is the woman wisdom that is presented for us in proverbs 31 now here's what's really interesting Uh, The 31st chapter of Proverbs is actually written to Lemuel. It's the writings of his mother and the instruction of his mother throughout his life that he's pulled together in a summary way in this final chapter. I think that's interesting because most of the traditionalists among Jewish people would say Lemuel is actually Solomon and Lemuel is a name that his mother Bathsheba has given him as a name of endearment Uh, maybe you have a special name for one of your sons one of your children and uh, it's a name that isn't picked up by other people but it's a name that you have given your child and you call them by that name I have that in my house and uh, when they my sons come home or when I'm texting them I will often call them by that affectionate term um, this is i think what solomon's wife Bathsheba is doing for her son uh, excuse her what solomon's mother Bathsheba is doing for her son and uh, giving him so now he's compiling them together and he's writing them in a way for his son as well so look what he in chapter 31 i'm not going to read all the verses of 31 they are really powerful verses so if you can take some time today Uh, To read through them, I think it would be helpful for you. But if you just look through, what she's doing to begin with is telling him how to live his life as a leader, how to be a good leader. In fact, she says in verse three, as a leader, make sure you are pure, pure in heart in regard regards to how you're living your life. Be sober; don't be a drunk leader. Uh, A leader ought not be given to to alcohol. She says, be compassionate and just. She says all the way through verses eight and nine. And then 10 through 31 is a description of how he ought to choose a wife. So he's, he's understanding from his mother, these are the things that you need to look for as you're looking for a woman who is wise. So when we're reading Proverbs 31, we should note that this is the description of the nature of a wise woman. Now notice that her husband is one who is respected at the gate he's an elder of the city thereby he's in that position and he has that elevated status her children have A praise about her, a blessing about her that's unique. They rise up. I think what the the understanding that we need to take away from that is these are adult children. In fact, the Hebrew word that is used by saying that her children rise up and call her blessed, that's the same word that could be used for grandchildren as well. So I think this is a seasoned woman who has gone through life moving Further and further along the journey with wisdom, and in the conclusion, of life, her husband has been elevated to position, and her children rise up and bless her, and her husband praises her. Now, why do you think that's important? I think it's important because Proverbs 31 is often communicated from platforms like this one to women in a way that make them feel a little bit less than, like you don't quite measure up to. so I want to point out a couple of things right off the start number one Proverbs 31 is not written to women it's written to men it's written to men to understand the value of a courageous woman the value of that person in your life secondly it's written about a woman who has walked through the journey of life and matured in the journey of life and in the conclusion people say now that is a woman of valor that's a woman of excellence so if you're here today and you're 20 something 30 something and you're thinking well I just don't quite measure up oh you're just on the journey you're just along the way shoot you might be 40 50 60 and still saying I don't measure up this is a whole lot less about what you do and a whole lot more about why you do it and how you do what you do. God is moving you, ladies, on a journey, and he is maturing you so that you might be a woman of valor, a woman of courageousness, a woman of excellence, so that people, including your family and your husband, namely, would rise up and bless you and praise you. So this is meant to be an encouragement the woman of value the woman of valor the woman of excellence she is not about just doing certain things it's about the way in which she goes about doing them and the purposefulness by which she does them her capacities her interests her skills her ability even the surroundings of her are all different so the mechanisms that she lives her life are going to be different but the expressions of that life with courageousness and valor can be very much the same. So the woman of valor described in Proverbs 31 spun wool and flax so that she might have thread, so that she might make some clothes or she might make the bedding for the household. She administers her servants well. She buys a field, plants a vineyard and then produces a profit out of it. Now, I don't know all the ladies in this place today, but I'm pretty sure that none of you have made thread out of flax or wool so that you might sew clothes together or make the comforter for your bed. I'm pretty sure that none of you have bought land and then planted a vineyard by which a harvest would be from that vineyard. I'm pretty sure that none of you have managed and administrated over your household servants At least I don't think you have. So this Proverbs 31 woman is a different woman, isn't it? She does things differently than you do, but that's not the the point, is it? The point is not what you do. The point is how you do it and why you do it with the capacity, skills, experience, and gifts that God has given to you and with the varying circumstances and people surrounding you. I'm pretty confident that every woman in this place, God wants to elevate to be a woman of value, that that's what God is doing and working in your lives. Now, in summary, I'll just tell you what this woman of valor has been focused on. I'm not gonna talk about the specifics of what she was doing because that varies depending on the circumstances surrounding, but let's just talk in summary form what all she's doing. Uh, she is trustworthy and enriching bringing goodness to her husband verse 11 and 12 says now the lady of proverbs 31 is doing that very specifically but we're not talking about specifics are we we're talking about the general nature she's trustworthy she's encouraging she she enriches the lives with goodness for her family every woman of valor who has family is doing this. They find themselves trustworthy and enriching in lives. And I'm gonna move through these fairly quickly. She's industrious to provide the needs of her family and those people who are near to her. She's a worker. Uh, I would say it in an affectionate way. She's a horse trader. You know what that means? Uh, She is capable of buying and then flipping to sell. She's able to see how to make a profit And the profit is for the good of her family and for the good of people around her. She is industrious. She's a worker and she is one who is profitable. And then she is savvy in the steward of her resources. In other words, she manages the resources of the household well. She's not quick to buy. She's quicker to save. She's quicker to invest. She's savvy when it comes to the resources entrusted to her and she is energetic and strong she's a hard-working person who is eager to accomplish and this might be where some women feel a little bit less than when they read proverbs 31 because the proverb says that she actually is up before everybody gets up she's making breakfast before everybody and she's staying awake longer than it's like her evening candle doesn't go out she just keeps on going I mean, this is like a superwoman right uh, you, you can understand how if you're a woman thinking that that's what this passage is about, that you would feel less than. That's not what this passage is about. Your industrialists, your energetic ways are going to be different. You're going to work and be eager to work and accomplish because you're a woman of value. Then move forward, if you will. She's generous to the poor and the needy. There's one thing that really has taken most of us aback is the hoarding that is now amongst the U.S., the richest nation on earth with the resources like no other country in the world, and with the potential for us being uh, held into our homes, uh, we are hoarding. The mindset of Christianity is not to hoard. The mindset of Christianity is to steward, to be managers, to share grace. So all of you who have bought all the cases of toilet paper, give them back. Some of us actually need some of that stuff. I was watching Dalton who is helping lead us in worship today on the guitar and uh, he works over at Publix and I was thinking, thank you Lord for Dalton who's worked incredibly hard this week. And worked many hours overtime and here he is leading us in worship i'm thankful for them you ought to think about people like him and others who are providing for us but also think not just about yourself but manage the resources well for your family there's a balance there and being generous to people around you it's what i'm loving about some of the conversations i'm having with meadowbrook the conversations are already how can we help how can we minister on Tuesday when we open the doors to open hands and we're gonna do that in expeditious way, you know, on Tuesdays, most of the people that minister at open hands are people who are retired. They're elderly in age, they're most vulnerable. If the virus does come into our area, they are the most vulnerable ones. I am certain that there will be a number of people who are younger in age that say, hey, I'm, I'm away from college right now. I'm not going to school or whatever the case might be or I'm not going into work for various reasons, my company is doing this or doing that, I will go. And they will put themselves in a path to be generous with others and make it so that that older group who typically takes care of that ministry for us and does incredibly good that they will not be as vulnerable she's generous to the poor she plans for various seasons her family will experience so i don't want you to hear me to say we ought not to plan for things and be prepared for things what's happening is she recognizes there's seasons which are coming for her family that she needs to make sure her family's ready for that and in the case of proverbs 31 it's winter winter is coming and she wants to make sure that her family is ready for that experience whatever that might be for you it might be different Move a little further in verse 23. She elevates and blesses her husband and makes him successful. It's one of my favorite parts of the passage because I recognize it in my own life that Kay has ministered unto me so that she has made my ministry more successful in the kingdom of God a wonderful attribute is it when the wife says i want to make my husband elevated and have greater opportunity to serve and minister so she does her best to bless him in a way that others bless him in the position that he has she is encouraging to her husband if there's anyone that has helped me most in my success in proclamating the gospel of jesus christ and leading any aspect of ministry it is my wife blessed be the lord for my wife and maybe there's many a man in this place who would say the same about your wives that's god's great work in them she has strength dignity courage wisdom and kindness all wrapped up in three verses there and then coming to the next to the last she is blessed and praised by her family and i think that's generational by the original language and then finally she fears the lord i think it's intriguing Why Solomon ends the list in summary fashion with what I believe to be the most important. and It might be he's saying, and let me just remind you, all these things are possible because she fears the Lord. What does that mean? To fear the Lord means you fear him, you reverence him more than yourself you reverence his way more than yours you pursue his will over yours you recognize there's coming a day where he's going to hold us accountable to everything done in this body and you revere him in that you make uh, you make the impact of his honor and respect your everyday mission she fears the lord so all of that gives her a title if you will a descriptive title and it is that she is the woman of valor. Khalel is the word there. It, it's translated in the ESV as excellence. It could be courage. That first part, Eshat, is feminine. It's she is the woman of valor. Now, in Proverbs, of the ESV, it's uh, she is a wife of excellence who can find an excellent wife but wife and woman are translated out of the same word in the original language so even if you're not married this passage is for you who can find a woman of valor when we think of valor we often don't think of it in the feminine do we and that is a regret god doesn't think of it as a masculine thing only he sees valor as a characteristic of women as well let's go back to where we might settle we know what valor is because we've seen it in a man called Gideon remember him Gideon saw himself among the least of the tribes of Israel among the less of the family he sees himself as weak and yet God sees him differently you remember this when God is going to call him to be a valiant warrior one to tear down the idolatrous ways of israel and then lead in victory against the enemies the very real enemies of the people of god the midianites he goes to gideon and gideon starts to say all these excuses and you remember what god says no no you are a man of valor And he begins to speak into him what valor is. He begins to call him to that position. Valor is not something we achieve. It is who we are in Christ. I'll show you later in Habakkuk where Jesus Christ is identified as valor himself. If your faith is given to God in Christ Jesus, then you are to be a man or a woman of valor. And so the Proverbs 31 woman is a woman of valor. You ought to consider yourself in that way. Be filled with God's strength. Be filled in character be working be financially savvy be benevolent be administrative and you can do all of that because of the power of god residing within you by his spirit you can do that because christ has given you a new heart god has given you in christ a new mind god has given you the empowerment from on high all women in this room can be women of valor as well as all men so now is when christian women need to step forward with valor in our community to demonstrate what valor is to not be subjected in fear but to be given in courage to walk with courageousness and should i remind you that the christian heritage is filled with courageous women strong women Excellent women who lead the way and remind us what women of valor are like. I'm talking about women of valor who have been proclaiming Jesus Christ since Anna the prophet first saw him as an infant in the temple of God. Can I remind you that Christian women of valor have been carrying God's word to others since Priscilla evangelized and discipled people in Italy under intense persecution along with her husband till she had to move out of that area and she still propagated the gospel in multiple ways. Christian women of valor have been running into troublesome situations including sickness, serving in truth and in compassion in the name of Jesus Christ since Phoebe, the deaconess of the first century church christian women of valor have been industrious caring and providing for their communities since lydia in the formational years of the church there's a rich heritage biblically of women of valor and i want to encourage you in the 21st century you ladies to be women of valor you have contemporaries that have done the same catherine booth the founder of the salvation army a woman of valor Susanna Wesley the mother of John and Charles Wesley she was a woman of valor who spoke with excellence into the lives of her sons. Frances Jane Crosby the blind writer who wrote thousands of songs many of whom are the hymns that we love she was a woman of valor. Harriet Tubman was a courageous woman of valor who fought against slavery like few others. Lottie Moon, four foot three inches tall, a missionary of the Southern Baptist Convention into China for 40 years, a woman of valor. And there are women of valor in Meadowbrook Baptist Church. I think the list is going to continue. There'll be time when we look back and we say, oh, that that 21st century group at Meadowbrook, there were women of valor in that place. I just want to remind you that it's not about what you do it's about how you do it and why you do it the circumstances the capacities the talents the abilities the interests it all changes the means that god gives you and the reason for you to exercise valor it's all going to be different but women rise up and be great women of valor be women of excellence in the name of jesus christ you might say well i I, i'm really not a person of valor i'm really not a person of courage well it doesn't have to be that you stay that way that may be true you're not a woman of valor today but that doesn't mean that you have to stay that way that christ jesus wants to do something big and bold in your life how am i so certain of that i am so certain of that because every woman here and on the planet is made in the image of God. Every person is made in the image of God. Men do not have a greater image of God given to them than women. Pastors do not have a greater image of God given to them than anybody else. Every man, every woman is made in the image of God. And if your faith is given to God who has sent His Son, and your life is surrendered to him as lord of all Then, my friends he will give you the courage and the strength and the excellence the valor in his spirit that you might accomplish well for his glory and in his name very purposefully god has said that he created man and woman in his image in the image of god he created them you are people of valor In the six-day creation narrative, it wasn't complete until woman was created. No animal was to be a helpmate for Adam because no animal could have valor. But God gave him woman as a helpmate. And because she, like him, was made in God's image, she could be a woman of excellence. Would you rise? To the occasion would you place yourself in the hands of the savior would you give yourself to the spirit today that you too might have all the characteristics of one of valor in the life of the church men and women are all made in the image of god they have unique distinct characteristics and qualities no doubt they have unique roles to each other but in a complementary way we are all needed men and women of valor are needed in the church today and god has made it so that we might have one another in that way i mentioned to you earlier that gideon was a man of valor proclaimed by god before he revealed valor god proclaimed him to be a man of valor now i want to mention a female example you probably know the story of ruth It starts with two people, Elimelech and Naomi, and the famine that's hit to the land of Israel. Elimelech chooses to move his family out of the land of God and move them to Moab. It's a rough place. And there they determine to dwell. But while there, Elimelech dies, and that puts Naomi in a very vulnerable place. In that period of time, a woman didn't have rights and didn't have opportunities like they do today. She was in a vulnerable position. It was she and her two sons. And the sons marry two daughters, excuse me, two women of Moabites, and they form a family and they make it. But then a decade later, the two sons, the two husbands die. And now you have three women in a very compromised situation. One is a foreigner living in a land and the other are two women that are now widows living in their land, but away from their family. Naomi hears that God has started to bring blessing back to the land of Israel, that the fields are actually plentiful. And so she makes her way back home and the daughters-in-law travel with her but along the journey. Naomi comes to a decision saying, I can't provide for you. I don't have the means to provide for you. I can't provide husbands for you. There's nothing that I can do for you. Go back to your family and dwell with them. And one does. But Ruth clings to her mother-in-law. She did not want to go back to the gods of the Moabites. She knew what those gods were said to be like. They were forever hungry, never satisfied, always wanting more sacrifice over and over and over. But she heard about the God of Israel. She heard about Yahweh. She heard about his compassion and about his care and about his grace. She heard about his holiness and she heard about his people. She had been living with them and she wanted to be with her mother-in-law. So she said, where you go, I'll go your people will be my people i'll find community with you and your god will be my god remember this and when they make it into the land she naomi and ruth when they make it into the land naomi has nothing to offer ruth so she says you will need to glean the fields that is the welfare system of the day as the harvesters go through you glean around the edges god has said they are not to take everything so what falls to the ground or what has been pressed to the ground you may gather and you may glean from that so you glean and what she didn't know is that god was at work and he would be providing a kinsman redeemer in boaz and when boaz speaks to her this is what he says to ruth now watch the words and now my daughter Do not fear. I will do for you all that you ask. For all my fellow townsmen know that you are a worthy woman. Now there is that same expression. You are the woman of valor. Now remind you that Ruth had nothing. She didn't have anything to offer. She didn't have possessions to manage. She had nothing. But what she did have was valor. She had courage. She had excellence about her. May I encourage you, ladies, to pursue in the same way God's valor, God's excellence, God's working in you. Before she had servants, she was a woman of valor. Before she had possession, she was a woman of valor. Before she had relationship, she was a woman of valor. You can move in the journey with God to be a woman of valor. I'd say every man in this place ought to be encouraging the wives, the mothers, the daughters to be women of valor. It's an interesting way among the Jewish people today as sabbat begins they often sit down at a table and light the candle and the man will often sing to his wife what is called the song woman of valor he sings to her proverbs 31 now watch this what that man is doing at that table singing those words to that woman is he is speaking and encouraging and blessing her to be and recognizing how she is a woman of valor. Now in the flesh, men, we might point out in every way our wives or our mothers or our daughters are not courageous, how they are not excellent. But actually, what we ought to be doing is speaking and encouraging and building them up to be people of valor giving them the opportunity to be all that god affords them as women made in the image of god and gifted with the spirit of god if they're in faith in christ jesus so for women rise up the Lord that god has given you rise up your ways are going to be different from one another but be people of courage live well in the way of christ for men speak up bless your wives bless your mothers bless your daughters encouraging them to be courageous and strong and people of valor and see what god will do in and around your life and in our community and in this church to his glory now pray with me if you will Lord, as I've looked around the room today, I've seen women, and many, many of them, I know the valor in which they live. We're blessed by them, and we thank you for them. We thank you for your Spirit's work. And Lord, I pray that that would continue in them. I pray, Lord, that in the end of day, they would be living their life unto the glory of Christ Jesus with great fear of you. And Lord, I've also seen in this place today young women who may have ideas about what womanhood is. And today you have helped us to understand more fully what womanhood is about. And You've encouraged us as men to speak that truth into the lives of women into, in our existence. And I pray, Lord, that you would help us to do that well. And in the end, we will all benefit wonderfully by that. I'm grateful, Lord, for the work that you're doing and what you will continue to do. May Jesus be honored in the midst of it all. In the name of Christ, I pray.